It's a new day. Let's go. Hey there, wonderful people. Thank you so much for tuning into the Action Youth and Young Adults podcast. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will not only bless your hearts but change your lives for the better. So go on, grab your notebooks and your pens, your phones or your tablets, and take notes as the Holy Spirit drops keys into your spirit through his servant. Enjoy. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 16 to 22. Before we proceed, I want you to acknowledge the set man over the house, the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. You cannot acknowledge him sitting down at all. I, I, thought, I thought we've been over this. And as you are standing, also give reverence for Reverend Edward Etekumkufo. He's our father and our pastor. Amen. Amen. Look, it's good to give honor to whom honor is due. The Bible commands it. It's a good thing. And the Bible says that him that waters shall himself be watered. And so as we give honor to these men, one day, I am sure of it, you'll be honored. Amen. Can you take your seats again? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 to 22. The believer's authority. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. You know, the strings should go on. Let the strings go. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, Lord, who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. 
Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 to 21. That's our next scripture, Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him the glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. This one did the amen is there. Amen. All right. So, um, we are looking at something that is long overdue. You know, you are a spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says that if any man be in Christ, that person is a new creation. That word new creation over there means new species or new species, depending on which school you attended. And um, when you get born again, what is born again is you. And you are not your body. You are not your soul. You are a spirit, first of all. So what is born again is your spirit. Your soul is the same. Your body is the same. You get born again today and you have some tendencies towards alcohol, drugs. It will surprise you to know that tomorrow morning you get up with the same tendencies. You still want to drink. You still want to snort cocaine or, you know, whatever it is that is not chalk powder or whatever it is. Um, and that is because the thing that is affected when you are born again is your spirit. That is the reason why the Bible says after you are born again, you have to renew your mind daily. So Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says that we should not conform to the world but we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind every day. Is that not it? So that we will prove what is the good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Because the quality of your life depends on you and entirely on you. Yesterday, I was talking to one of my friends who is an atheist. And I've been trying to talk to him for a very long time now. And one of the statements that he made that I couldn't challenge. I couldn't argue. I mean, I could challenge all of the things he said, but one of the things that he said I couldn't challenge was that. Do you claim to be serving a God that is all that? And so I know people who are Christians who are sick, who are broke. They cheat in exams. They don't pass their exams because this person is a lecturer, you see. And I couldn't argue with it. Because there are so many of us with a certain kind of quality of life, results, that don't truly represent the person we are serving. It doesn't truly and accurately represent Jesus, the one whom we claim to follow. 
Because Christianity is not a religion. By definition, Christianity is fashioning your life after Christ. John chapter 14 and verse 12, Jesus says that anyone who believes in me, the things that I do, he can do some. And he can even do more. Yeah. The works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than this shall he do. But it's now apparent that many of us live a certain type of life in Christ. That is so substandard that it becomes an irony when we even say we follow an excellent God. People see us and the kind of results that our life produces and then we, we can't even evangelize because what exactly are you inviting them to? To your, to your sickness? To your poverty? To your broke state? But you also notice that when Christ was on earth, he was never sick. He was never broke. Everything he wanted, he got. I mean, one time he needed a car to go and die. He was somewhere. He was in Jericho. He needed to go to Jerusalem to go and die. And he needed a car for transport. So he told his uh, donkey, let me put it that a donkey, that day, in those days, a donkey. He told his people that when you go, you see a man with a donkey tied there. Tell the guy that the master has need of the, this thing to bring it. And it happened like that. How many of us will have the audacity to go and tell somebody who's parked this car and say, look, I, I know law enforcement can do that sometimes when they are pursuing a fugitive or whatever. They can come for your car and say, Charlie, we need it, and then they just move with it. Sometimes it happens because they have authority. The reason why it will not even occur to you to do that is because you, you don't have any sense of authority. See, So we live our whole lives as Christians, or not as unbelievers, as Christians, devoid of any sense of a Christ-like nature or a Christ-like audacity. And that is what we are here to correct this morning. Because the best testimony that you can offer to anyone is results. Isaiah chapter 60 is one. Arise. Shine. For your light has come. Gross darkness shall cover all the earth and over the people. The Bible says, but the glory of the Lord shall rise upon thee. And this is the favorite one. Gentiles will come to your light. Gentiles will come to your results. If I say, how many of us are students? I will get a lot of hands. I mean, how many of us are students? Shall we see your hands up in the air? High above your head. Because we need to, the next, the following questions need to be clear also. So please, raise it. How many of us are in tertiary? Keep your hand up if you are in tertiary. How many of us are first class students? It's working. Upper. Ayeka. Lower. All right. It's a good church. I think the least here is lower, which is, which is a good thing. <laughs> but you see, as a Christian, one of the things on campus, I mean, one of the main things that you can use as a testimony is your academic results. 
It can't be that you are serving God and you are failing your exams. It doesn't work like that. The Bible says that in anything, you see, if a man that is diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings and not before great men. Jainakai. The word of God encourages us to be diligent, to be excellent in everything that we do. But the excellence is not working, it's not coming. Why? Because we do not understand who we are. The devil's main play is to make sure that you live your whole life not knowing who you are, what you are, what you have, and what you can do. He wants to make sure that you think that what you have now is all you can have. Ignorance is a major weapon of the devil. Ignorance. And he will do everything to keep you in it. Either he'll keep you ignorant or he'll feed you with false information. All the time. And so, Hosea says, for lack of knowledge, not other people, my people, perish. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 13. For lack of knowledge, my people are in bondage. It's like they've been tied up. Why? Because they don't know. You will know today. One of the verses that we know and we recite and can recite very well is Ephesians 6 verse 12. Right now, I'm into dashing money if you can quote scriptures. So, <laughs> well, Ephesians 6 12, there is an anthem. I mean, what, Ella, what's in Ephesians 6 12? Ella, that thing. Ephesians 6 12. I should put the whole armor of God. It is well. Don't project it. Ephesians 6, 12. Ephesians 6, verse 12. For, for we wrestle not. We wrestle not against flesh. That's it. That, no, I didn't know. This one is, 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 is a free thing. Wait. We will, we will get to the money side. No, I won't get to this for the I'm not even working close in him at all. And this one, we know it all. And we use it a lot. But what you also don't know, or what you may not have paid attention to, is that these things don't, these people don't matter. These principalities, and uh, they are just, they are defeated foes. Defeated already. All you need to do is to just exercise your authority over them. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. But we don't need those blessings in heavenly places. We need them here on earth. How do we exercise them here on earth? By enforcing our authority. By enforcing the authority that Jesus has given us. Amen. Another national anthem that you should know. This one. Let me move towards this side. John 8, verse 33. John 8, 33. This one, you should know it. John 8, 33. Remember? John 8, 33. Ole. John 8, 33. Uche. Ah, you knew I was coming. John 8, 33. Wow. Amazing. John Engineer, you, you, are, you are projecting scriptures. John 8, 33. Say it. 
If you remove it and say it. They answered who? It's okay. It's not true. We are the servants of Abraham. Descendants of Abraham. Start from 32 then. You know the thing. Start from 32. John, let, project it. Lest we die, you shall know the truth. That's why I said he should start from 32. I said 33, but I said he should start from 32. The 33 says, we are descendants of Abraham, so we cannot be bound, we cannot be slaves. But 32 says, you shall know the truth, and the truth you know. And you see, the word that is translated know over here is intercourse, sex. Yes. Let me see if I can. This is the reason why I keep saying you should, you should always get a steady Bible. Amandi, please come. Come and read this for me. All right. You see the one in blue? Yes, that's the translation. So, no, that's the word no. But you take it and read it. What are they? What's, what's the word? What's the Greek word? Yes, the Greek word. It's about the phonetics are there, so... That's a phonetic. Yes. Ginosko. What school did you attend? Ginosko. That is it. That's the Ginosko over there. G-I-N-O-S-K. Ginosko. Ginosko. Yes. So, read the meanings. Number one. To learn to know. To learn to know. Come to know. To come to know. Get a knowledge of. To get the knowledge of. Perceive. To perceive. Feel. To feel. Known. To become known. To know. To know. To understand. To understand. To perceive. To perceive. To have knowledge. To have knowledge of. Hmm. Jewish idiom for sexual intercourse. Yo. <laughs> Jewish idiom for what? Sexual intercourse. Sexual intercourse. So the thing is, you must have a certain kind of intercourse with the truth, and the result, the offspring of that intercourse is freedom. You you get where the so. It's not the truth that you are close to. You can be in the house of God and you will be bound. You will be bound your whole life. There are many bound people in the house of God. Though. And there are levels of closeness. There's a certain type of closeness that bears fruit. If you don't achieve that level of closeness, you can never bear any fruit. And it is true for even our natural relationships. You see the way um, uh, Nine, Calvin is sitting beside Fusua. They can't give birth like this. You understand what I'm saying? They can't, this is not a fruitful kind of posture. This closeness cannot. Even if they sit very close together and they press their bodies, they still cannot give birth like that. Something must enter something. And there must be a release. Then offspring will be produced. The Bible says we are born of the incorruptible word of God, the seed of the word of God. Thank you very much, man. You can take your seat. So, you must know the truth. What is the truth? The truth is that the devil has nothing on you. The truth is that the devil is already defeated and he knows it. But he wants to intimidate you so much so that you cannot exercise your authority. What is authority? Authority is delegated power. Luke chapter 10 and verse 19, Jesus said, Behold, I give you power. Mandy, please come again. 
Luke 10, 19. Nice. Right. So, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You see that power appears twice. There is the first power and there is another power. I give you power to tread over all the power of the enemy. Click the first power. What is the word there? What's the word? Exousia. Exousia. I need a, a different reader. Don't see the, the, those people, there are a lot in the room. So, I mean, if I say it now, Exusia. I think. Exusia. What does it mean? Power of choice. Power of choice. Liberty of doing as one wants. Liberty of doing as one wants. Leave or permission. Leave or permission. What else? Physical and mental power. <laughs> Physical and mental power. What else? The ability or strength with, with which one is exuded and endued. Which he either possesses or exercises. Number three. Yeah. The power of authority. Power of authority. Now, thank you. This, so this word was exousia, right? What's the other power? The second power. The power over the enemy. The second power. Yes. That one is dunamis. Ability. Thank you, Mandy. Again. Please clap for Mandy now, I think. She needs to be encouraged. God has given you authority over the most power. Matthew 28 and verse 18, Jesus was living and he said, Behold, all exousia, over there to his exousia, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. And then he transferred that authority to you and I. So apparently, all the authority that Jesus has in heaven and in earth, he has given to us. And he didn't give it to us at this point though. He had already said it. Matthew 18, 19, he said, anything that you bind in heaven, is that not it? Have you not seen it before? Verse 18, Matthew 18, 18. 18. Anything that you bind in heaven shall be bound. If you bind anything in heaven, it will be bound. If you bind it on earth, it shall be bound. You have that authority. It's yours. It is yours. You see, today when we're coming, you see that I was late today. There were policemen on the road. One skinny, frail policeman was standing in the middle of the road. I, don't, I think they were looking for someone. I honestly didn't think they were looking for someone. And he did like this. And articulators, saloon cars, V8, all of them stopped all, you see, he doesn't have the power to hold all of them back like this, like Charlie. But, but when he raises his hand, they stop because he has authority. Authority is delegate. And if you're a man or a woman, touch him. You will see who you are dealing with just now. So it doesn't matter how you look. Message, Jesus has the authority and he has given it to you. Whether you are big, small, tall, short, fair, dark. I mean, anyhow you are. All you need to do is to exercise your authority. And you see, the value of authority is in a person exercising it. If you go and you're looking very frail and you're looking unsure, we will think that you're not even a real policeman, you see. People who are exercising authority are bold. 
They are very bold. First John chapter 4, verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect. That we may come boldly before the throne at judgment. Look at the B side. Beautiful. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Hallelujah. As he is, it's not so are we going to become. We are already in this world. First John 4, 4. You are of God, little children. You have overcome them. Who are the them? It's in verse 1 to 3. But he says, greater is he that is in you. Come on. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's about time some people began using their authority. Let's go back to Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Now let's look at the scripture very carefully. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has, no, let's start from verse um, 16. Verse 16. Says not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Verse 17. That's the God, the Lord, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. You see, one of the things that you need, you see, I, I think this should be your prayer point for the rest of the week. That God will give you the spirit of revelation to help you understand what exactly we are talking about when we say that you have authority. Verse 18. And what is the exceeding, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to ask what we believe according to the working of his mighty power. Verse 20. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Our victory is in the resurrection of Christ. You know, one of, one of the things that is a very big problem in the body of Christ is we are, we are like cross Christians. Like we believe in a cross a lot. And that's where we end. We haven't taken time to digest what the resurrection means. And who will not go on to Pentecost? In Acts chapter 19, Paul went to a certain place and he met disciples. Disciples, oh! Disciples! And he asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit? And they told Paul that we don't even know that there's something called the Holy Spirit. And so the Bible said, Paul laid his hand on them and he prayed for them and immediately they began to speak in tongues. The fact that you are in church, you are near the truth, I'm trying to tell you, if you don't have a certain kind of intercourse with the truth, your life will be the way it is. And people will blame God because of you. Because you'll be misrepresenting God all the time. Why do you run from witches? Ella, why do you run from demons? If you robbers, robbers, cracks scare you. Robbers, armed robbers, they scare you. And who now witches and demons? Where were we? Verse what? All right. And set him at his own right hand in a heavenly place. Take note of this one. Verse 21. Far 
above principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Hold it here. Let's go to um, Ephesians again. 1 verse 20. That's where we are now. Let's go to Ephesians 2 verse 1 to 5. Ephesians 2 verse 1 to 5. And you have he quickened. Who? You. He has quickened you. He has made you alive. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse 2. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. The, the spirit that is working now in people who don't believe is called the spirit of the power of the air. Internet. You haven't thought about it, you see. Verse 3. Among whom also we had our conversation. Conversation is an old word for behavior. In times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature children of wrath, even as others. Verse 4. But God, rich in mercy, for his great love where he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, take notice, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. Keep going. Verse 6. And has raised us up together <laughs> and made us sit Together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Where Christ is seated, you are also seated. Do you understand what I'm saying? Go back to verse 21. Where is Christ seated? Where is he seated? He is seated far above those principalities that you think you are wrestling with. He's seated far above power. Seated far above might. He's seated far above dominion. You are seated far above any power that is named here the world to come, you are seated far above. Nothing can touch you, I'm telling you. Don't whimper, don't shake, don't be timid. Hey! Look at it, not only in this world, but also in the, and the, the word world over here, you know, Hebrews 1, 3 says that for by faith, we know that God made the worlds. That word worlds over there is the word aeon. Aeon means dispensation. It means error. No matter the error, whether it is Bassett or it is Silhouette, you are seated above, far above principalities. Hey! Oh, my Lord. Hmm. Let's run to Colossians 2. Colossians 2. So don't forget, you are seated in Christ. Where Christ is seated, you are seated there too. And remember, the Bible says Christ is the head of the body. The church is the body. Christ is the head. I don't know how you can sit somewhere and your head will be somewhere. Where the head is, is where the body is. And the Bible says the head is seated far above principalities. Why do you think you are seated if you are the body and if you are the church? Colossians 2 verse 5. Verse 5. Huh. No, this is not what I'm looking for. Let's start from 10 and then let's jump to 15. You are completing him. Which is the head. Look, Christ is also the head of all principality. You are the head of all principality. And power. Go to verse 15. Having spoiled Jesus. Spoiled 
principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So, the people that you are fighting with are people who have been defeated already. And you need to remind them. One day, Kenneth Hagin had a vision. Jesus Christ appeared to him. And Jesus Christ was talking to him. And whilst Jesus was talking, a smoke screen appeared. A smoke screen appeared. And then a little demon came. Then it was like an imp. You know what? Like a small monkey came. And the imp was just... And was sort of drowning out Jesus' voice. And Jesus kept talking. He kept talking. And Kenneth again was like, ah, how can Jesus allow this to happen? Like, let's be serious. This is Jesus, you know? And Jesus kept talking. And he was trying to draw his attention that, Charlie, the volume on your mic, sir. The, the volume on your mic, sir. But Jesus kept going. And then at some point, Kenneth again said he got frustrated. So he just said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Off, clear off. And the thing fell down and it just lay prostrate like. And then the smoke screen disappeared. And he began to hear. And so he asked Jesus that, I say, but why, why did you allow that to happen? And Jesus said, if you had not rebuked it, I could not have. Not that I wouldn't have. He said, I could not have rebuked. I can't. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Ephesians 2 verse 5 to 7. We looked at that. At that. <laughs> Let's look at this last one. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14. Look at the descriptions. And notice where you are. I said, oh, I should, have, I should have put 100 CDs on this one. Ah. It's, it's, it's finished, John. It's too late. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? Call, verse 15. What concord has Christ with Belial? And what part has he that believeth with an infidel? There are certain things that if I tell you, you would think, but it is true. You are called Christ. As you are sitting here, you are Christ. I'm not saying you are like Christ. I said you are Christ. Is your head's identity different from your body's identity? Oh, is your head's identity? First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 says that he is the head of the body, and the body is many. Verse 27 also says the same thing. And notice the descriptions. The verse, verse, yes, it's over. Go back, please. The believer is called righteousness. The unbeliever is called unrighteousness. You can see it. The believer is called what? Light. And the unbeliever is called darkness. Verse 15, the believer is called what? The believer is called what? The believer is called what? Hmm. Is it hard to accept that you are Christ? And anything that cannot happen to Christ cannot happen to you. Imagine Jesus Christ dying of an accident. Or of a sickness. Imagine Jesus being robbed. Imagine Jesus failing his exam. Imagine Jesus having a running stomach. 
Imagine Jesus being hit by a car. You see that there are many things that you have accepted and allowed. It doesn't reflect the life of Christ. Because you are Christ. There are things, you know, imagine Jesus' business failing. Jesus started selling chips and it didn't work. Imagine. Jesus went to do wholesale of Jesse's. Barcelona Jesse's. Oh, that one, it won't work. Um, uh, <laughs> no, Barcelona Jesse's, it will never work. It, it can't work. <laughs> hmm. There are things that you have allowed for far too long. And it makes God look like he's weak. Meanwhile, he has given all authority to you. Every single one has given it to you. He has given you authority. And all you need to do is to speak. Say, just talk. Let the devil know. Inform him that you know. You know. I mean, let's let him know that you know your status. Galatians 4, verse 1. An heir is under tutors. I mean, an heir is not different from a slave. While he's still a child. The heir, concentrate, no, don't be distracted. As long as he's a child, different nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, in spite of the fact that he owns everything. You see, another thing that the devil would do to rob you of your authority is that he will keep you from growing. So you can be in a church 40 years, you're a baby Christian. 40, 50 years, you're a baby. Haven't you seen adults complaining? Oh, I'm sick. Oh, I'm broke. Oh, oh God. Why is it? Why me? Why not you? Why not you? Why not you? Why? Baby Christians, oh, big babies in a church. We shall not be big babies in a church. Look, and the, you see, the word child over there, again, you see, you need to study it. Because the word child over there is the word napios. Napios means a child that is unable to talk. It's not just, because in the Greek, they have different words for different things. Like love, in English, love is love, you see. I can't, I can't just go to Nadia and say, I love you. It, it might sound something, I mean, let's be serious. But in the Greek, they divided the love, so you are not confused. Philia. They're very specific heroes. There are about nine different types of love in the Greek. There's philotia, self-love, which is very demonic. There's um, agape, God's love or divine love. There's eros, there's storage, there's uh, nine, philia. what else is there? Bebre. And there's a definition for a child by virtue of age. And there's a definition for a child by virtue of development. As in the child cannot talk well. That one is called napius. As long as you cannot talk well in the kingdom, because your words will make you. Jesus said, by your words you shall be justified, and by your words you shall be condemned. Let me blow your mind again. You will not go to heaven because of what you did believe or you didn't believe. You will go to heaven or hell because of what you said or did not say. Yes. Because you, with your heart you believe, your, your heart you believe unto righteousness, but with your mouth you confess unto salvation. You understand it? So learn to talk. Learn to talk. 
Don't whimper and accept situations. And you accept situations by repeating them. You accept situations by declaring them. You accept situations by talking about complaining, complaining. Look, words are what made the world. God made the whole world with words. By words, the worlds were made. What is the fabric of a thing is what sustains it. The only thing you can send into your future, I've heard Apostle Selman say it many times, is your words. Did you ever hear Jesus ever say, I am sick? Never. 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 Did you ever hear Jesus? I mean, somebody has been dead for four days. Jesus said he's, he's asleep. Those things were not miracles to him, oh. Like, he speaks to a deaf ear and a deaf ear opens. He's not surprised. Because he knows who he is. Jesus Christ raises the dead. Oh, what is, what is so shocking about And Jesus Christ told them that, oh, these things are smaller. Stop. When, when John and Co. came and they were rejoicing, he said, don't rejoice over these things. Rejoice rather that your name is in the book of life. That you've been exposed to these things. On your feet. See, if you are not in a place where you can be taught who you are, you will go through life thinking you have nothing. Hmm. What you believe, what you confess, is who you are. Show me any man who has made it. Have you ever heard a successful man speak before? Oh, you'll be motivated. Have you ever had a broke man? You, you should stay away from people who speak negativity. Stay away from people who are always in their feelings and they always say what they feel. The Bible says we walk by faith, not by senses, not by... We don't walk by feelings. So let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I am rich. It is not denial of your reality. It is, it is, it is it's something that you are programming. You see, this is the reason why we do child dedic baby dedication. Maybe you've not understood why we do baby dedication. We do baby dedication because you see, when you speak words over somebody, when Jesus was born, the first thing that was done was words were spoken over him by Simeon and Anna. So any other thing that his friend said later, useless, too late. That's why we do baby dedication. When you come, we speak over you. We say, you'll be great, you'll be great, you'll be great. You'll be successful. Anything else anyone says or declares later is too late. You program your life with your words at the beginning. At the beginning. So while we are young, lift your hands. Say, I'm, I'm a success. Say, I am success. I am the light of the world. I will never fail. I will never be broke. I will never be poor. Jesus is my father. Say, I'm the light of the world. Wherever I am, there is joy. Wherever I am, there is peace. Wherever I am, there is success. Say, I was born to show the glory of the Lord. I was born to show the glory of the Lord. Say, my life is for the glory of the Lord. My life is not for reproach. My life is not for failure. My life is not for poverty. My life is not for delay. My life is not for limitation. Say my life is for the glory of the Lord. I would never be sick. I would never be sick. I would never be poor. I 
I will never be broke. Declare it over your life. Come on, declare good things. Declare good things over your life. Exercise your authority. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Hey. First Corinthians six seventeen says, "He that is joined to the Lord is one one flesh, one spirit with him." I don't know how else to tell you. You are Christ. You are Christ. You are not just representing him. You are him. Because he's the head and you are the body. I don't see how your body is different from your head. What, another thing, what can your head do without your body? Do you understand? What God needs us. Don't be, don't. No, God doesn't need us. God, we are all vessels. Share, keep belittling yourself like that. God himself doesn't see you like that. What can the head do without the body? What can the body do without the head? So if we are heirs, we are co-heirs. We are sons of God. We are children of God. Don't whimper. Don't say things like I'm sick. Don't say it ever again. I'm broke. No. By June, Don't, don't, don't. No, I'm serious. Don't say things like that. Oh Lord, when shall I? Really? The devil will keep you talking that way. He will, he will talk, he will make you talk yourself to the grave. And you live a substandard life, your whole life. And you get to heaven. You see, Abraham went to heaven. Lazarus also went to heaven. But Abraham was thinking rich. He had a private army of 300 men. He paid all of them. Lazarus was so poor that dogs licked his soul. The difference is knowledge. One knew. One knew what he could become. You see, the Bible says he has made us kings and priests. Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. He has made us kings and priests and we will reign in, in this life. This one. This life is where we are reigning. Let's, let's repent. Let's lift our hands and denounce every evil word we've spoken. Denounce it. Denounce it. Don't, don't, don't shut your mouth. Denounce it. Say, I denounce everything I have said. That is not in alignment with God's word and God's purposes for my life. Anytime I have been too overwhelmed by circumstances and I have been forced to say, I am broke. I am sick. I am lean. I'm dying. I denounce it. Say, I denounce it. I denounce it. I denounce it. I denounce it. Now declare good things. Say, I'm the head. I'm never the tail. Say, I'm above. I'm never beneath. I am a first class student. I'm 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 a success. The devil has no power over me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am seated far above principalities. I am seated far above powers no weapon formed or fashioned against me shall prosper and any tongue that rises up in judgment I will condemn I will condemn I will condemn and this is the heritage of God this is my heritage in God ah my God shall supply my needs according to his riches in glory according to the riches of Christ Jesus how oh, I am the health of God I've got the life of God. 
I would never be sick. 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 I will not die prematurely. I will not die young. I will live to declare the glory of the Lord. Say, I am rich. I would never be poor. I'm a success. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm the salt of the earth. I would never lose my servant. I'm the light of the earth. I'm a city set on a hill. I can never be hidden. My light is shining forth. I am breaking out. I am coming up. 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 I am built up. I'm a soldier. I would never lose. I would never lose. I would never lose. I do not walk in confusion. I do not walk in turbulence. I do not walk in any kind of problem or situation. What shall be done unto me? What can come against me? Don't walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. The Lord is with me. He's my rod. He's my seal. He's my buckler. What shall I fear? What can man do to me? The Lord will show me. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you for tuning in to today's message. We hope that you have been filled with a fire that fuels your week and a word that erases your doubts and improves your Christian walk with God. We love you so much and we are always here to support. So if you'd like to connect with us, you can do so by following us on Instagram and on Facebook with the handle at Action Young Adults. We would be very excited to have you join our amazing family. Until next time, we are Aya. We love to have you and it's always a new day with us. God bless you.